Hello, and welcome to the Cthulhu and Coffee podcast. I'm August Ryder. If you like the Cthulhu mythos, you're in the right place, and that includes all media, especially fiction, films, and tabletop role-playing games, specifically called the Cthulhu and its pulp adventure rule set called Cthulhu. We'll be going into that quite a bit and talking about game design also, game design from the ground up. Incidentally, if you're interested in playtesting scenarios, I'll need playtesters all through the year for various supplement scenarios, or as you might have heard, modules. So what is this podcast about? We're going to get into that a little bit as the introductory podcast. This podcast is about writing, and that's every aspect of writing the writing life, writing fiction, but also screenplays and games, mostly game supplements and, and scenarios as such. And if you like coffee, you're in the right place. Coffee is more of a side note here, but I will talk about it in brief from time to time. So in summary, writing, that's writing fiction, horror fiction, and Lovecraftian fiction, or cosmic horror. Okay, so let me clarify uh, really, for the sake of argument, Lovecraftian fiction and cosmic horror, as far as the overlapping Venn diagrams go, is almost 100%. There's times when you can have cosmic horror where it's not Lovecraftian, but for the most part, the, the phrases are interchangeable. All right, so a little bit about me. I've been gaming since I was 12, almost half a century. Oh my gosh. I brought my first Dungeons and Dragons box set at Kaufman's Department Store in downtown Pittsburgh. If memory serves, I was 12. It was the Errol Otis cover, which is the second edition. That was released in 1981. Same year as Raiders of the Lost Ark, an iconic year to say the least. I'm a published writer. Uh, many, many years ago, I wrote a few articles for Pyramid Magazine. That's Steve Jackson. Uh, I wrote erotica under various pseudonyms and short stories that, with publications that are probably not even in existence anymore. But I had a lot of adversity in the past and a lot of things going on, so I put writing on the back burner. But now, well, I expect you'll see a lot more from me. Um, but I'll go into that as far as covering the writing life and dealing with adversity when you're writing and uh, all the things that can come up. I obviously love coffee. That's the name Cthulhu and coffee. I've traveled extensively and circumambulated the globe more times than I care to remember, but it was an experience. I left the U.S. many, many years ago because I saw what was happening there. And uh, we don't need to go into detail with that right now. But I worked in film. I lived in Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Texas, North Carolina, Puerto Rico, Virginia, Idaho, and of course, uh, grew up in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So let me stop there and say how much travel enriches your life and matures your writing. Now, it's an eye-opener if or once you leave the U.S., uh, the U.S. has a certain perspective, which I would say is very USA-centric, that is not shared by most of the population of the globe. But media and commercialism being what it is leads most people in the U.S. to think that everyone shares that attitude. Or 
people just don't care. They're not interested in you know what's going outside the country. But you know, I think that'll change soon because things are getting pretty bad. Uh, the largest and fastest fastest growing population are India and Asia, and most of those people don't know or give a shit about any of the Cthulhu mythos. But there is a caveat. Cthulhu Mythos is the most popular role-playing game in Japan. There they call it table talk instead of uh, tabletop, which makes sense, right? But it's also growing in Korea and a wee bit in China, just a bit. So I would expect to see a lot of growth. The current of seventh, current seventh edition of Call, Call of Cthulhu has been translated into seven or eight languages, and it's been doing very well. Speaking of... I've made a lot of prophetic-type predictions over the years that were pretty accurate and right on the mark. But the one that I missed by a mile was that uh, tabletop role-playing games would grow to the unprecedented popularity they are now. Uh, I think a lot of that has to do with watching uh, people game live on YouTube and uh, Twitch as well. But for the first time in human history, you have three generations of people playing Dungeons and Dragons at the same time. So there's a wealth of knowledge experience coming from older players like myself. Okay, so uh, just to let you know, this is for beginning writers. And as I said, we'll get into game design for beginners, people who want to learn about all the aspects. And um, we'll talk about some other things too. But uh, if you're experienced, fine. You might want to listen in um, and enjoy it. But it's, you know, if you're not into, or if you're just beginning with the whole Cthulhu mythos genre or world of um, all those stories that make up the Yog Soth Authory that is known as the Cthulhu mythos, um, it took me. I started late in life with a lot of things, and um, it took me a really solid year. I think that was during the pandemic, or slightly before. And I still continue to read stuff that I that I haven't. You know, it's a it's a huge catalog of of stories to read. It'll keep you entertained for quite a while. But um, it took me a solid year. I remember I said I'm, I'm gonna, you know, I was writing different genres, and I said I just want to do specifically um, Cthulhu mythos type stuff. And, and by Cthulhu mythos, I'm saying not just H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, but also a lot of King and Yellow influence from Robert W. Chambers and, and also um, what's been added to the, uh, to the whole gestalt by uh, Chaosium's uh, called the Cthulhu and as well as other games and writers. So, if you're just getting familiar with it, um, you know, it took me about a year to read all the core Lovecraft stories and just kind of, you know, it's like there's Elder Things and there's great old ones and there's sometimes the Elder Things are old ones. And it's, uh, I would recommend do what Scott Dorward does from uh, the good friends of Jackson and Elias and don't pay too much attention to anything. Um, I don't believe anything is canon with. Lovecraft, I think it's kind of a world, a sandbox, a sandbox itself. You can play it, uh, you can create, you can take away, add whatever you want. You can change it. You know, if you're writing, 
your own stories, your gaming. It's really just up to you. It's just, it's a, it's a big toolbox. It's a big playground. You know, it's just there to, it's just cool that it happened to be something that other writers can, you know, dip into and add or, you know, expand on whatever the case may be. So there's a lot to it. Um, you know, some people may just consider Lovecraft and that's it. That's, that's cool. That's just like a classic called Cthulhu tabletop role-playing is 1920s because that's mostly the decade that a lot of his stories come from. But you can play in the 30s, you can play modern. There's Delta Green. There's some modern supplements. Uh, there's Pulp, which you can do modern Pulp. And if you're looking um, to get into that, we can make some recommendations later as to, you know, like YouTube and some supplements you can read and whatnot. But yeah, it's for beginning people, especially beginning writers of horror who really want to learn. And you gotta, these days, um, there's definitely some things better, but you really have to separate the wheat from the chaff and who you're listening to and, you know, um, just navigating the mythos to what you want, what you want it to be. That's really what it comes down to. It's your world. So, uh, but it's really cool to see everybody's different take on it. You know, whether it's gaming or video games or movies. Um, there wasn't too much uh, material Lovecraftian style for a long time. But uh, of late, there's been some interesting stuff coming out, you know, from different countries really too, which is really cool. So it brings people together in that way. So in summary, writing, gaming, role-playing games, uh, movies, books, a little bit of video games, and um, you know, just breaking it all down, and we'll get into that deeper in the future. All right, take care. Thanks for coming by.